I don't know if like my eyesight got a lot worse in the last two weeks, but I might have to start using a bigger font on, uh, on my notes. But anyway, uh, has the last three weeks been like all over the place for anybody else? Like, yeah, I mean, you can show a show of hands. You don't have to, but I, I mean, like, I'm not saying I've had a bad week, but it sure has been a ride. Like it's, it's kind of been wild. Like it feels like everyone's getting sick. I was sick. Um, and like, you know, the winter, it's out there doing winter things. Uh, my work, it definitely has me working, which is a good thing to do at work. Um, but like, I have a feeling that I'm probably not the only one that's like experiencing something similar. And uh, we're going we're gonna to be talking about peace today. But before we do, um, I just want to, I want to pray. I want to pray for focus. I want to pray for peace and um, just the our ability to be present here tonight, despite all the crazy things that might be happening around us. So um, we'll pray, and then uh, we'll get into it. Dear God, thank you so much. Thank you for what you give us. Thank you for peace that you give us. But we pray that, um, that you give us more, that if it feels like we don't have any, that you would fill us up with it. Help us to be able to be present here today, that that we can worship you, we can grow to know more about you, learn about you, and also just be able to grow in fellowship, um, just be able to enjoy being around other young adults. Thank you for providing such a place like this, <clears throat> um, and for the, ch the church opening their doors and supporting a, a time like this. Um, I pray that as we look at your word, that your spirit is here and, and reveals to us exactly what, what you want revealed and, and that you speak through me and you speak through your word um, and that um, it would fall on ears that, that hear and hear what you want them to. Thank you. Amen. Um, so, I'm serious. This font looks small. So, uh, as part of, we're, we're continuing on our Who, What, Where series and in week one, we talked about uh, how we need to put on Christ, um, how, how we need to wear him, and how who we wear is important, how we need to wear Jesus, and how we need to represent them is important, and how you can only wear one name, the name of Christ. Uh, in week two, we talked about how Jesus wore our sins, and how God wears an engraving of his people on his hands, uh, and better yet, how he holds his people in his hands. Um, then in week three, uh, we took a little break, and we're back for the real week three. Um, and, and it's going to be kind of a, a sub-series within the series, Who, What, Where, that we're going to be doing a few weeks on the armor of God. Um, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. But if you have, I was wondering, without looking it up, without pulling up the passage or Googling or anything, um, are we able to... Are we able to name off some of the pieces of the armor of God? So just anybody, shout them out. Breastplate of righteousness, good. Shield of faith, Shield of faith yep. Sword the sword of the spirit, it's in there. Missing a few, anybody? Yeah, so um, the other ones are belt of truth, um, shoes of the gospel of peace, it doesn't necessarily say shoes, but... Um, and the helmet of salvation. Ryan, I'm going to ask Ryan to come up. 
Uh, today we're specifically going to be looking at the shoes of peace uh, and what that means and what we need to do with them. Um, I asked Ryan to come up uh, to, to help read the passage. Uh, it's a little bit of a long one, but I'm also going to have it on the screen. Starting at Ephesians 6, verse 10. Could be different translation. 18. Could be different translation. What do you I have? I don't know what this is. I'm Christian Standard Bible right now. This is ESV, so it'll be close. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. Uh, for this reason, take up the full armor of God so that, you may able, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and have prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like an armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit, with every prayer and request, and stay alert, with all perseverance and intercession for all of the saints. Thank you, Ryan. It's actually quite different, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's basically the same. Yeah, I do. I do think it was interesting. This isn't obviously in my notes, but uh, how that translation took more like the simile approach, whereas ESV takes more like the metaphor approach. But this is an English class. So anyway, so my first question um, that I want to briefly answer is what is the purpose of the armor of God? Like, what's it there for? And uh, what does it say? It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And I think sometimes we neglect to see that part of the armor of God, that like the armor of God is for fighting. Um, that's, that's the whole symbolism behind it, actually, behind it being armor. Um, we are fighting something here. And what are we fighting? Well, it says the devil's schemes, and it's starting in verse 12. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Um, so what are we fighting? If, if you know me and you've been here um, long enough, I think you'll know that, that I'm not seeing this as like, ah, oh, we're fighting the president of the United States of America. He is our enemy. No, I don't think that's, I don't think that's what it's saying. But what are we fighting? We aren't fighting each other. We're fighting the evil in this world. We're fighting spiritual forces, the devil, demons, and those that he's working through. We're fighting evil. And uh, for just a moment, I actually want to think about that. And I want to think about it specifically because we don't want to. Like, it's uncomfortable, right? To, to think about how there's evil in the world. It's easy to skip right on by, but we need to know that it's real. Like, the devil hates us, right? The devil hates you, and uh, he hates this world. Everything we do for the Lord, Satan is trying to push back on. There are demons, and they hate you. Anything truly good you have, they want to destroy it. Like, that's, that's the real thing happening in our world. And, and it's hard to see, 
and it's really easy to put behind us and not think about it. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's what they're about, and that's what they're fighting for. That's what the evil is fighting for. So where do the shoes of peace come in, or the sandals of peace, I think, in Ryan's... Um, I did think shoes of peace just was kind of a strange term, but I, I went with it. Um, I, I don't want you to think that these are two unrelevant things. Like, it's definitely relevant. The evil in the world and the shoes of peace, like, they go hand in hand because we're going to be using the shoes of peace to fight that evil. That's what it's there for. Verse 15 says, And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Your feet fitted with the readiness of peace. What do you do with your feet? Does anyone do anything with their feet? Yeah, probably most of us. What, what do you do? Walk. You walk. Yeah, thank you. You walk. You move. Some people might run, not usually me. Uh, but these feet have to, we have to use our feet for their ability to battle evil, to battle the opposite of peace, to battle conflict. We need to battle evil by pursuing peace. And I, I want to stop real quick because I think it's a really interesting concept that we're using peace for war. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but before we get uh, even more into that, Kyle, can yeah. you please grab my water bottle? Thank you. Yeah, my water bottle's not back there. Yeah. Can you get it for me, though? Oh, you need to know where my water bottle is first. Yeah, it's over under the speaker over there. Thank you. This is a great time for this to be in here because I'm actually parched. Um, thank you, Kyle. Appreciate Sorry. Dude, this is like this is like one of my top ten favorite water bottles, man. Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, there's no water in it. Okay. Yeah, I got Can you get me some water? Thank you. I'll keep this. You get the water. But that's not where the water pitcher is. There is a, that's not the water pitcher. That that's not the water pitcher though. The water it's actually in the room behind me here. Yeah, so if you don't mind grabbing that for me. Don't drop that, please. I'd, uh, I'd appreciate it. Any day now, Kyle. But don't rush. Back to my busing days. Yeah, go ahead. So, oh. Well, this is... Sorry, this wasn't part of the plan. My, uh, my straw fell out. So, go ahead. So, you have... <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good yeah hey you can have a seat you can have a seat thank you Kyle let's hear it for Kyle what do I need to do with the water anything you want well that's not true not, any, not anything you want but uh so in your pursuit for my water bottle what, what was challenging about that everything <laughs> everything well you needed to know where the bottle was right to pursue it yeah, yeah. and uh yeah, and the pitcher. So before you could bring me water, you had to know where the water was, where the source was, right? And let's say I need more water. What are you going to do? Can you're going to go back to the source and get it for me. Because, like, 
you, and that's what you have to do. You can't just make water, well, you can't make drinkable water on your own. So the first thing you have to do is go back to the source. Um, and all that, I actually am thirsty, so thank you. I saw you talking. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. So before we can pursue peace, we have to know where peace comes from. We have to find the source of peace. And Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the source of peace, true peace, can only be found in God. And I know we've talked about it before, and I'm not going to harp on it, but you need to know where peace originates before you can pursue it. And once you know where it is, God, Jesus, it's time to start pursuing it. So we need to pursue peace. 1 Peter 3.11, I think I have it. Yeah. It says, they must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. I especially like the way this is put. They use the word seek. They use the word pursue. These are action words that imply an act, a move, not stagnicity. Stag, stagnant. That. Uh, my boss told me a few days ago that I need to be, I need to make peace, not keep peace. And what did he mean by that? Well, the same thing that this verse is talking about here. To keep peace is a passive objective. To make peace is an active objective. Peacekeepers ensure that they're not doing anything mean, anything to create conflict. Peacemakers go out of their way to get rid of any conflict to make peace. Even when there's not a conflict, peacemakers foster the peace that they have. They're proactive about peace. They pursue peace. They seek it and they chase after it. They're actively pushing for peace. So what are we doing with our shoes of peace? We're moving, we're pursuing, we're seeking peace. Using their feet to pursue peace, to take peace to people and places. They mobilize peace, like a commander would mobilize a military. We need to mobilize peace. Wage war using peace as our weapon. Seek peace, pursue peace actively. Make the peace, don't keep it. I think it's really easy to get off track with peace. Um, you can be chasing after peace, running as fast as you can, moving those shoes of peace, and then all of a sudden you realize you're lost. You look around and only find turmoil, only find conflict. You feel the anxiety of life coming back up. You become confrontational with people. You lost. You're lost. You lost the sight of peace, and you're just running in circles. So how do you get out of it? Well, here's some Survivor 101. Uh, I'm going to let you guys maybe answer a few. Let's say you're lost in the woods. What are you going to do? What, like, what are some things that you're going to do? Yeah. Um, typically, you can make like a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. 
I'll trust you on that. I don't know how to do it, but I like it. <laughs> but yeah, make a compass, be with somebody that knows what they're doing. Anybody else? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Find water. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. What's that? Make, make a fire. Yeah, no, what you guys are saying is right. I really like what you're saying. Because there's two things that you want to do whenever you're lost. You want to find a way to gauge direction. So that would be a stream. That would be moss grows on one side of the tree, I've heard. Uh, a compass, a map, a GPS. Like These are things you want to be utilizing when you're lost. You want a way to gauge direction. And then um, the other thing you want to do is find a way to call out. Um, a cell phone. Nobody said cell phone. That's probably the first thing I would try. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, well, it, I'd probably try it. I would at least try it. Uh, a whistle, blowing a whistle in bursts of three, um, yelling with your voice, creating a fire to send smoke signals. Um, I've, I've heard um, that if you're lost, you can fire a gun in bursts of three. Not going to suggest that one, though. Just seems, seems like a bad option. Um, but when you're lost, you want to find a way to gauge direction. You want to find a way to call out. So if your piece is lost, it's the same exact thing. You want to find a way to gain direction, and you want to call out. And I'm not going to apologize for sounding elementary here, but find directions and call out. It's really simple. You know you have a compass. You don't have to draw a line in the sand and make a compass. Like You're equipped with a compass, a peace compass. North, south, peace, and west. And uh, if you're lost, yeah, I liked it. If you're lost, you have a map. Open your map. Get in God's word. Because the best resource you could possibly have is God. And we have it. Open the map and get back on track. Find a way to gauge direction. And what else do we have to do? We have to call out. And we have a satellite phone that reaches to the heavens. It has worldwide service, no dead zones. Verizon has it wrong. This plan's better. Zero dollars a month, and you don't get reduced data after 10 gigs. <laughs> it's called prayer. Call out, pray, ask for peace. God doesn't want to hold this from you. It's not something that, that God's holding on to really tightly, and when you ask for it, he's, he's not going to turn his back. He wants you to have peace. He wants to give you peace he's generous to those who ask so ask for peace call out I came across a lost kid one time and I had a cell phone and I said do you want to use my phone to call and he said no and he refused it he was afraid to call out the exact thing that he needed it was being offered to him. He had access to it, and he rejected it. Don't reject the phone. Call out to God and ask for peace.
pursue peace. Uh, it occurred to me that this might be the only time that you guys get this week to quiet your mind and be at peace. So um, I'm just going to stop talking and I'm going to ask that you pray, that you pray for peace and you just let the quietness bring a peace upon you. Father, we thank you for your peace, that you are so gracious to give. I pray that you give us that peace, that in the midst of the storms of life, that we keep going back to you, keep going back to the source and getting that peace. Let us not be afraid to, to talk to you and to ask for things that you want to give us. Let us get excited about opening the map, looking at your word, and finding peace in it. May we take your peace. May you fit our feet with peace, ready to move, ready to take that peace into the turmoil, ready to be peacemakers, to seek peace and pursue it. Let us wage war on evil with peace. Thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. We're going to split up then.